So yeah, is Michael. Uh, Michael not joining us, is Mike is. Uh, he's. I believe his. He kind of cancelled his last minute. Damn him! Yeah. And no, but he, he, apparently his his kid is back from uni, and yeah, uh, she had thing. to go back. She's going back, and her, her lift back to uni dropped out, so he's uh, he's had to do it last minute. So basically, oh, okay. what it is, he's put his daughter before the podcast, which is quite quite unruly, really, if you ask me. It's well, <laughs> it's quite adorable, you know, really. I've got two daughters, no disrespect, I'll drop you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man, good man, good man. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's our little, uh, rough little introduction there of the Hot Toy Cast, uh, the podcast where we talk about all things high-end collectible action figures and statues and all the rest of wherever we can fit in. We, we talk about Mos- or, uh, Ma- Mondo, Mezco, Mezco, <laughs> Mondo, Hot Toys, Sideshow Collectibles. We got Chronicle. Uh, now kicking in into the wake into the gateways as well a few other companies getting into the one six game now as well and as I promised I was eventually going to get a new guest on the podcast so I'm delighted to have uh, uh, Rob Davis on the podcast Rob Davis from Chronicle Collectibles how you doing Rob good good yeah um it's really exciting to be in your podcast because I've listened to you guys for oh my gosh about six or seven years now I think well, we, you and those two you and those two other guys you and those two yeah, other listeners yeah. <laughs> those, those two other listeners that we have we got one in Wyoming and maybe one in like you know what, what like uh, uh, Wascacho or somewhere like crazy in kind of Canada or something like that <laughs> but no it's great to have you on Rob because you know we've been keeping an eye now on Chronicle now for the last few years and you guys have always been bashing out some very very interesting product but yeah. now obviously you guys are kind of starting to get a delve into the 1-6 game and uh it's just, it's getting very exciting now because right out the door your first product seems to be very 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 cool kind of thing but um i was going to open up but just you give us a little bit of a, a rundown a wax some lyrical about uh, you know chronicle and what you guys do yeah well you know it's kind of funny we actually this isn't the the first uh attempt we've had at six scale I, you know i know you guys have been going to comic-con for a few yeah. years now and um we showed off in our early days um some six scale prototypes and we showed them off at a few of uh, San Diego Comic Cons, and then we kind of went quiet on it. And people, you know, speculated, of course, because we live in the internet age. We're like, oh, well, did they cancel the lines? Or this not happening? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, re- really, what it was is we just wanted to make sure that we could build up some brand recognition and kind of establish ourselves in the marketplace, doing the things that were kind of our, our initial wheelhouse really well which is like, you know, statues and prop replicas and, and busts. And then we've, we're at a point now where we think we can move into six scale and do it right. Yeah. And we're actually, this next or this Tuesday, we're going to hit our six-year mark as a company. So we're really excited that in six oh, years wow. we've come from doing two Robocop uh, statues or maquettes to, you know, graduating to six scale as well. Yeah. Because like Robocop was, Robocop was one of the first things you guys ever did, wasn't it? It was. It was. That's what really kind of started the company was working on that Robocane uh, from Robocop 2, which was a really neat piece because when Phil Tippett put that together back when uh, Robocop 2 came out, mm-hmm. um, as you probably know, he was kind of mad at uh, some of the uh, – I think it was um, – it was a Japanese company, I think, that had done – Horizon maybe that had done some knockoffs of yeah. uh, his designs from the uh, the first film. Oh. And he didn't, he didn't see any uh, – any licensing money, from what I understand, uh, about yeah. that, and so he went into RoboCop 2 designing the the bad guy for that film to be so complex that he thought no one will ever reproduce this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, he uh, forgets the passion of the geek world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, and he was right. I mean, up, up to a point, it, it took a long time uh, for anyone to even touch it, and and we did, and it uh, it was a miracle of engineering. I mean, it was a 275 piece statue. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And uh, we, we had the pleasure of being able to work with Phil um, on that statue to, to bring it to life. And uh, yeah, that, that's how we got our start. The last and I have to tell you, or my, my wife will give me the stink eye later when she hears this. Uh, I have to ask you, call me Robert, because I always go by Robert, and we joke that uh, Rob is my evil twin stepbrother. Ah, okay. <laughs> Robert! Robert it is. Robert it is. In fact, that, that, when we were preparing our questions, my opening gambit was, are you Rob or Robert? Because it's, uh, it's a big thing for people. You know, I'm, I'm always a Jeff. I'm never a Jeffrey. I call you Jeffrey. Well, stateside, it's more Bob. People go by Bob as a Robert. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and of course as well but, that, that that amazing RoboCop as well. That's the last kind of big, big bit of stop motion animation to ever feature in a movie in any big significant ways. And that's some of the still some of the finest. You go back and watch some of that. I haven't seen RoboCop doing on a while, but occasionally I'll still see clips of that final action sequence. And yeah. oh, you watched I just yeah, as a kid I just watched I'm, that action sequence yeah. so many times. That final battle I just watched it so many times. It's, it's weird though because I you know I'm, I'm lucky enough to work in a place I work as a creative and it's like uh, some of the guys I work with um, work at, for Madame Tussauds doing the sculpting doing some of the, the creative stuff for that and a lot of them have come from the film industry and a few of the guys that I know mentioning no names because I'm probably NDA'd up all about it but they did work on so many of these films and quite a few of them worked with Phil Tippett back in the day and uh, it's just like you think bloody hell you know these guys have got some amazing stories about how they just like as you say kit bash stuff and made stuff and it's just oh, like yeah. it's fascinating it's really isn't it cool. Yeah, it's fascinating what they make and stuff like that. So, uh, well, and, and, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, and, and that, to your point, though, I mean, that, that was one of the things that no one had touched uh, the Kane statue before, and, and that was kind of our, our goal from the beginning was to yeah. start working towards going after some of these underrepresented film properties. Mm. Um, because realize, you know, there's so many great props and statues out there that could be created, um, yeah. and that the fans wanted it. Zardoz? So, you could do a Zardoz yeah. bust? Everyone wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you, you've got to worry about maybe going too obscure. Uh, I know that, um, well, I mean, you know, I know Zardoz has his fans, but um, like, for instance, like Planet of the Apes. Um, I know that uh, when NECA had kicked off a few years ago, they got the Planet of the Apes license and they were going to go deep. And I think they ended up only doing uh, two waves just because the, the, the fan community's kind of outgrown the market. Yeah, um, yeah, or yeah. or they're just not there anymore in, in a buying capacity, and so yeah. that, that's always a challenge. But um, I think I yeah. think you 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 see that. I think what happens sometimes is companies maybe acquire a license thinking that it's a popular license, and yeah, it's a popular brand, or it's a popular show. But those fans might not necessarily translate into the same people that buy action figures or collectibles of that show. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, I, I, and, I, and it's a fine line, there, isn't yeah. there? I've seen it with Indeed. a lot of rich companies. There was a company, uh, oh God, what were they called years ago? They they picked up some of the Jerry Anderson kind of license, um, Product Enterprises, and they also picked up Hammer House. Uh, so they did a really nice Christopher Lee Dracula, which is still kind of quite collectible on the market. And they all, but the, the, then they tried to do Carry On movies, and Carry On, <laughs> although it's you know it's got a real niche, it's like it's loved over here in the UK. I can't Only imagine loved people. in the UK. It's exactly. not loved anywhere else, Jeffrey. I'll tell exactly. you that now. Yeah, and it, they just sank without a trace. And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. They did do some really nice figures from uh, the Avengers as well, as in the proper Avengers with Steed and uh, and um, and Mrs. Peel, yeah. uh, not not the the, uh, the Marvel ripoff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Was, it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's as you say, it's so niche. Uh, I've always really wanted a uh, you know a figure of uh, of the prisoner. Um, I've always really wanted that figure because I just think it'd be a really standalone great figure. But I just don't think there's enough people out there that would care. No, no. Like Logan's Run as well. That's that's, yeah. that's you know maybe that's popular as well. But I can't see a figures of Logan's Run selling terribly high. You know that kind of way. I mean, well, what, I what, what was your big taking us, Rob? Robert. Robert. 
<laughs> Sorry, say again. <laughs> what would your take? What would your take on that be? I like like the the popularity versus the buying public, the popularity of a band versus the actual figure buying public. What have you? Well, no, I think I think you hit it on the head. That's yeah. That, that's really the challenge is you've got to kind of feel out the marketplace a little bit and say, hey, are there enough people that you know? Especially because we're trying to focus on kind of the higher end market. Yeah. To say, hey, are, are there enough customers out there that love this property enough that that they would kind of fall into you know willing to buy uh, you know. $300 figure or, or like a, you know, seven, $800 statue or, or something, you know, larger. And, uh, that's a challenge. I, I, I think long-term, I'm not speaking for us at all, but I think long-term, I think that what you'll see in the next few years, and you're already starting to see it in some capacity, uh, with HasLab and whatnot. But I think that some of these obscure products, oh, I hate to use the term obscure, but, um, properties that haven't been touched necessarily that do have like a, you know, rabbit cult base or something like that. I think you'll see funding um, for projects really being tried or people will try to accomplish it through like a GoFundMe type things. Yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, to see if like, if that'll crowdsourcing. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with many other companies doing that. I am not cool with the big corporations doing that though. Cause for me, Look, I mean, look, I think it's great that something like you know, Unicron and things like that gets made and stuff like that, and, and indeed the sale barge. But in my opinion, Hasbro should just be taking the punt and having, you know, just, just releasing those things anyway. Because I just think, I, I, I don't know, you're, you're putting all the risk there on the, on, on, on the, 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 the buyer. You're putting, the, the Hasbro have taken yeah, no risk yeah. there. I, 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 I kind of disagree because I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to have, you have, to have some degree of faith in your consumer that they are going to shift enough units. You don't think that sale barge would sell in the toy stores? Seriously, come on. That sale no, barge would have sold no, loads in the stores. I really don't. I don't oh. think that you would. I think the size of it and the price of it is very niche. I think that you would find that the amount of people that actually were going to spend that amount of money on something that big and have the display space for it actually wouldn't be the kind of guys that walk into Toys R Us or whatever and just decide on a punt I'm going to spend that much on that thing. But they, still, they walked in and got that giant Millennium Falcon that time, the the, the epic Millennium Falcon. That yeah, was... but that's the Millennium Falcon. It's not a sail barge. <laughs> Robert, what yeah. do you think? I mean, it, it's it's almost four feet in length, and and that's that's a big premium these days for retail space. It's anything that takes up a, a large yeah, spot yeah, on, yeah, on, the, yeah, on the shelf. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can only have so many units, and it's just yeah, you're, I don't you're know, taking I just, the space I, yeah. that other products could take could be using. Yeah, I just felt yeah. I just I don't know just just something about I just felt that a big corporation that should be taking a bit more of a gamble and and I didn't like that it was only US only and people from you know everywhere else had to scramble to get it and I don't I just didn't like how it was kind of handled and I you know if that if that sale barge was manufactured and went into retail it wouldn't have been that price it would have been probably about half that price it's just I don't know it's just, it's just... only if you make enough units though. I mean, the price comes down in making the units when you make enough for them, and I just don't think there's the demand. Yeah. I think that, like you were saying, you know, there's a big demand uh, amongst the hardcore kind of like people who, you know, of the people that didn't score one, who didn't sign up to the, you know, whatever the crowdfunding, whatever, mm. you're probably talking in the low hundreds, which wouldn't have even made enough to manufacture the I... thousands they would need to make it viable. I would put this to our listeners. Listeners, email uh, amen at amenart.com and tell me if I'm wrong or I'm right. Or if whatever, give me your opinion. It just doesn't mean boring. Just, just I, would you... say, I would say I'd arm wrestling for it, but you'd win. 
<laughs> no, it's just no. I I hear what you're saying. No, no, I understand. Yeah. And, and and like Robert says, well, there's the retail space to consider as well. That's a high premium spot to be taken up on any toy shelf. But I just yeah. this was a collectible that was only available to Americans. A lot of fans around the world always wanted a sail barge. You know, you know, I you know I listen to Star Wars podcasts and things. And everybody wanted this job as sail barge. You know, yeah. one of the highest, most desirable collectibles from the previous line was the Force or the the powers of the Force small sail barge. Yeah. You know, and people really clamored to kind of get that one from one of them and I, I just feel that as it's as it's Star Wars as it's such a massive license that pumps out so much money I just I I didn't like all the risk of that toy being made being yeah. put all on on the punter on on, 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 on the customer I just said but we're, to, we're not that yes, these are we're low end figures we're here for Chronicle we're here, let's we're, stop this we, we should be talking about this guy's stuff <laughs> No, I mean, that, that was quite a tangent we were on there, but uh, you know, right. it's it's good information. And I think it's relevant to you know just to the community yeah. at large. It's yeah, good discussion yeah, yeah. to have. But uh, yeah, um, it, one uh, one thing I, you asked about, you know, Chronicle, like how we started and all that. Uh, one one other thing I just wanted to mention is our motto in house, and and also we we've published this out there, but it's always been artist, artifact, and art. I mean, yeah. basically, like you know, we try and work with the original studios, uh, artist creation, uh, mm-hmm. whenever possible. To going back, these are all of course licensed. Um, pieces that we're doing and then you know we go to the if we can find the original film prop which uh-huh. I'll just do a quick diatribe on the uh, Jurassic Park cryocan prop replica we were able at the last minute to find the original prop and no that way things wow that, that so is glad. such a cool piece as well <laughs> such a lovely piece yeah thank you <laughs> And then and from that, you know, and also sometimes digital renderings or whatever, if it's something that's purely, um, you know, something in the digital space, if it was a CG creation or something, try to go back to the original assets when we can. And then from that, that's where we, we create the art. Those are our pieces, you know. These yeah. we, we like to say we aren't just making collectibles, we're making art, so. Yes, I like that. Absolutely. What, what would be your best-selling uh, product to date? The best-selling product to date, well... There've been there've been several, um, and it's hard to pick out like one best seller. But uh, the breakout Rex that we did that was like our, one of our very first Jurassic Park pieces, if not the first. I can't remember if the Stego was the first of the breakout Rex, but the breakout Rex was wildly popular. The, the Transformers yeah. Rex from the Jurassic Park, and uh, the Cryocan um, has uh-huh. been uh, an immense seller. I mean, we debuted the pre-order for that uh, this summer, right around Comic Con. And uh, it's just been it's been amazing. The fan response has been off the charts. Yeah. And uh, I'm really proud to say that our one six line of figures are tracking really well for us too. Whee! Cool. Which leads us cool. to our next question. Jeff, take away over the next question. Oh well, no. I, in fact, I don't have the questions in front of me. I know I wrote <gasps> a lot of them, but no, it was just kind of like I mean, my my next one really was that. I mean, I love Jurassic Park. Don't get me wrong, but I was of, of just slightly the wrong age, just a little bit too old. You know, I wasn't like that kid that was blown away by it, but I just really loved the film, real groundbreaking films. So it was really weird, like looking at your website, looking at the stuff that you've been selling, looking at the stuff that you've been selling over the last few years, and just how amazingly popular it still is. I mean, it's kind of like I was talking to some of the the guys at work, and to a lot of them who are in their kind of like I don't know, sort of like late twenties, early thirties. It was their Star Wars moment to a degree. It was the kind of film that really blew them away. So I can totally see how that's taken off. But were you, I mean, obviously you had a lot of faith in it, but were you surprised just how amazingly popular it still was? Uh, no, no, no. I, no. I think the, the time was really right because, I mean, that film, the first film came out in 93. And, uh-huh. and you see this for a, a large part of the, the products that we produce is, is that, um, or the licenses that we go after is that the audiences that fell in love with that stuff are now of, a, of an age where, they have disposable income. Yeah. You know? They they are and then they are after capturing that nostalgia from when they were kids, you know, trying to recapture those moments. Um, yeah. 
you know, I'll never forget the excitement of seeing Jurassic Park uh, back in 93. I'm a big home theater enthusiast, too. Hey, and that was the uh, introduction of the – that was the very first film that had DTS sound, you know, digital yeah. sound. And I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, reading about it in the paper before it came out. And me and my, my best friend at the time, we went to go see it. And uh, we were so excited for that. And we cheered – you know, when the T-Rex eats the lawyer, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- those are, those are memories I'll always have. And so it's great to be able to, to, to kind of capture that excitement and that, that interest and, um, you know, with, whether it be a prop replica or statue or, or now the, the one six scale figures, yeah. uh, just to kind of relive those moments and then share those. Like when we have parties and, and guests over and things like that, and they, they see these, these cool pieces, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, th- that, you can buy this. People make this stuff now, and yeah, it yeah. gets people excited and interested. And yeah, the, there's just a huge fan base for Jurassic Park. And that, yeah, and, that, and, and the new films definitely help. <laughs> I, was, I was just, I was just going to say, actually, just out of interest, obviously, almost like Star Wars, you have the classics and the, the you know, the reimagined ones. Now, um, from a sales perspective, are you finding the the, the originals are still kind of like uh, got got the edge, or or is there a whole new kind of genre of people that are just really into the new stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, the, the new stuff, sorry, the old stuff, or actually yeah. the old stuff, the original stuff, yeah. uh, uh, related uh, merchandise is, is definitely outsells any of the yeah. new stuff. Yeah. Although it's going to be interesting to see how that Mandalorian helmet of yours is going to sell, though, now compared to that. I'd say it's probably going to sell gangbusters. People are already like buying Mandalorian figures and everything. It's not even out yet. It's, well, it's actually, when, when's that? It's <laughs> yeah. out? Two weeks, yeah. isn't it? Two weeks' time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, look, put it this way the trailer for that has got to be more. It's like when I saw Rogue One. I feel like this is going back to the Star Wars universe that I wanted since I was like 10 years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than no disrespect to some of the more modern films, which I like on the whole, but they just don't quite, you know, yeah. transport me as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys got that Mandalorian helmet like fierce quick altogether, um, Robert. So what, what happened there with that one? Was, that was just a case you kind of, because I would imagine other, you know, you, you've got to be up against other companies trying to jump on something like this, right? Or is, you guys got a good, good enough relationship now that it's kind of a given that you guys will get a certain kind of licenses or how does that work? Well, I, I just wanted to clarify, the Mandalorian helmet is actually through our relationship with EFX. Yeah. Ah, and, yes, uh, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, my apologies. So, yes, yes, yes. so really, we're really just a distributor for that uh, particular helmet. So, we're, you know, we, we worked with EFX on, on getting the distribution out there and getting it to fans, and we're offering uh, the helmet prop replica worldwide. Oh, mm-hmm. It looks And, uh, yeah, when the show premieres, I looked it up. It's uh, November 12th. It's coming just right around the corner. A few more weeks than two, but, uh, yeah, sure, right yeah. around the corner. Oh, wicked. And, yeah, we, we plan to have this helmet in fans' hands by Christmas. Oh, that's perfect. That'll be cool. See, that's what I like to hear. That, that That's what I like to hear, you knowing that, because I, I just think so many companies release things. It's like, oh, we're releasing it, but you won't get it for the time you – everyone wants something decent and big for Christmas. So having a – Having this uh, this Mandalorian, so there you go, folks. Go get your Mandalorian helmet now <laughs> on chroniclecollectibles.com. It's six hundred ninety nine bucks ninety nine p. So go get that, and you can pay it in plans as well. And it's it's awesome looking. Can you wear it? You can wear it. Can you wear it? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it looks wearable. I I, um, I have to be careful by an- my answer for that. Ah. Um, it's it's not sold as wearable, but ah, okay. You could probably put it on your head if you're crazy. If you've got a small enough head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, well... Can I just say, going back to Jurassic Park, because obviously we were talking about the 1-6 figures um, and how, you know, it sounds like your uh, your pre-orders are doing really healthy there. Hmm. And obviously, as we all know, in the world of retail, pre-orders are everything because it, you know, gives you some more faith in the license you've picked up as to what you're going to be producing in the future. Um, So obviously, we've already had Alan Grant, 
We've got the, um, the, the the Velociraptor, which is kind of quite poseable as well. Looks pretty poseable. Um, now, we also had a preview of Owen Grady, obviously from the newer films. But I was going to ask, I mean, obviously, I don't suppose you're going to tell me I'm black and white here and now, but, you know, the, the one figure I would want out of that film with anything is Ian Malcolm. Please tell me he's in the works. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we it really was a it was a tough decision on on what to announce first to actually bring you know um, up for pre order first of all of our one six offerings just because again we've we've shown off different one six scale prototypes over the years and but now it's like you know hey we we need it we need to start this we need to quit teasing people we need to get get this going and. Um, going back to your point a second ago about Jurassic Park being so popular, we thought, hey, let's let's just try it with this. No one's ever done a licensed uh-huh. Jurassic Park one six scale figure, so let's let's run with that. And we knew that bringing out the Raptor, you know, first of its kind, really, the high level articulated yeah. dinosaur. Awesome. Um, we knew that that would probably be the the best kind of statement to make to be like, hey, we're we're putting this out there, and then you can't have a one six Raptor without. Dr. Grant. So <laughs> we wanted to put those out together. And if you'll notice too, going back to some of our original prototypes of Grant to what we show now, I mean, it's, it's different. I mean, we've, we've yeah. definitely improved upon it. And uh, as far as the, the Raptor itself, I mean, due to its size, its paint complexity and the engineering steps it basically takes to get mastered, we, we knew that that would, you know, have a bit more of a price tag than uh, maybe, you know, just a standalone human figure. But sure. so we're really excited that, that they've done so well just out the gate. The fan response has been amazing. Yeah. And I I think I think you can say or you can walk away from this conversation fairly confident that at some point you're going to see a one six Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, but in the meantime, I will totally plug the fact that if you are an Ian Malcolm or Jeff Goldblum fan, we do have a quarter scale statue. I've of seen that. Ian yeah. Malcolm and the classic, <laughs> you know, shirt gliding pose. pose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's very cool. It's very cool. I don't think I'll have the space for it. And I'm not quite sure. As much as my wife loves Jeff Goldblum, I'm not quite sure where I'd put it. No. <laughs> what, can, can you tell us about your, any? Your, d- wife, your wife might actually make space for it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably rather I left and she had that instead. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? I mean, come on. But uh, well, Jeff. <laughs> but Grabber, can you tell us about some of like the what were some of the. the, the what were some of the, the things you had to kind of overcome when it came to, we'll, we'll say in particular, the Alan Grant figure now? Because this is obviously, Alan Grant is officially going to be your first 1-6 scale figure onto the actual market. So what did you find? I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe talk about Conan a little bit more and, and, see, and see what else what else you got. But what, did you, what was the biggest kind of hurdle you found when it came to developing a 1-6 scale figure like, like the Alan Grant figure? Well, the hurdle, it's its really, and, and you've probably heard this before, and I know we've publicly talked about this, but um, we have to, for anything dealing with universal licenses, we have to use universal approved factories. Uh-huh. So what does the, that mean? the biggest challenge was finding a factory that uh, met the universal certification right. that could also achieve the, the level of, of detail and tailoring and uh, production that uh, we need to basically make this right. Uh-huh. Can I, can I just ask, when it comes from the universal kind of approval state, I mean, I, I work for a big company as well, whereby, it, it, you know, we can sometimes find manufacturers in other companies, and other countries, sorry, that might be able to do something cheaper, but they might not meet up to the health and safety standards, et cetera, that kind of thing. Is that the similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. So it's, it's a, it's a very specific, uh, you know, list of requirements and, and not, not every factory out there meets it, obviously. So, right. Uh, okay. Uh, but what was, was there anything else in terms of the, the, the what, what was the kind of more difficult aspects of, of this? Was it the tailoring? Cause obviously you got a major, you got a, a great health sculptor there. Who's your health sculptor on this one? It's a great, great, great. I mean, do you like to give out the names of your, your sculptors on, on, on this, on this particular one? Dean, uh, Dean Tolliver, ah, right, and, okay. Jake, and Jacob Raymeyer uh, did the paint. Well, oh, did, Jacob Dean Ra- did the oh, uh, sculpting, right. and then uh, uh, Jacob Raymeyer did the prototype painting of the face. Oh, in brilliant! Fact, in the next uh, couple days on on our socials, you'll you'll see some um, behind the scenes stuff of Jacob working on uh, cool. Alan Grant's head. Oh, so, cool. well, we're, yeah. hopefully, we're going to be getting him on the podcast at some stage as well. I talk to him. He's he's a busy lad, so we're going to work. But we are going to try and get him on the podcast. He's been doing some great work for years, that lad. Anyway, so it's great to see uh, guys like that getting him. Getting workers on it, but what, what was it? Was it? Was it? How was the tailoring? Because uh, you've you've done a nice job with the shirts and all this stuff. You've done a nice job with the hat. Things look quite quite tidy and clean on this. What was was there any other? Was there any particular challenges that you had with with this figure? Well, again, just finding a factory that could replicate it. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So because yeah. you you can do anything in in house, but you know trying to get it actually produced uh, can be a different story. And um, yeah. yeah, this is. It, it kind of goes back to again. We, we were showing off these prototypes, and the people were just kind of thrown in the towel. They're like, "Oh, they're never going to produce these, or yeah. why did I cancel or something?" And it, it really wasn't that. It was just like, "Hey, we we can make some great prototypes, but can this be replicated?" Yeah. And so that that that's been a you know that's been a challenge to, to find the right uh, the right outlets to actually produce this. And, yeah. and we're excited. We we think we we found the. The right, uh, right factories, and and it's yeah. This is a really exciting time for us, is to be able to, to jump into to one six scale. And you know, something I have to clarify too, just because there, there might be some confusion out there, is that we're not getting into one six like just Exclusive. because it's popular or some sort of fad. Um, at the office, we're all one six collectors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really yeah. an opportunity for us to you know share our vision and innovation. Uh, from a team of talented folks that really love yeah. what they're doing and, and want to be able to say, hey, you know, we see what's out there in the market and we, we think we can compete with that and, and bring forth um, some beloved characters and, and creatures from, from uh, you know, Jurassic World and other properties. Uh, yeah, Conan yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, Yay, let's talk about Conan. Can we talk about Conan? I love Conan. We can talk about Conan. Yes. Basically, well, Conan was obviously showed uh, last weekend there at, um, at New York Comic Con and he's looking absolutely brilliant as well. And I saw Trevor... Am I right in Trevor saying Grove. this? Trevor yeah, Grove, Trevor. there uh, obviously has debuted a, a new head sculpt, a new upper torso again. Has he? Was that a new? Has, is that a new head sculpt and a torso from the one shown in New York? In New York, or if, what, what's that there, Robert? What's what's that? About? Yes, yeah, we updated the uh, the head sculpt on that one. Um, we you know we we take feedback from fans, mm-hmm. and I, well, from what we showed at San Diego this year, we had some feedback. Some some people had some suggestions, and mm-hmm. we thought about it. It's like okay, this makes sense, and so yeah, we. About a month ago, or a month and a half ago, yeah, we we showed off the. Uh, I think yeah, Trevor did as well. The uh, the updated sculpt, and we're we're very pleased with it. And yeah, the, no, it looks amazing, dude. It's really a. Re- I like. Tre- I've I, I I love Trevor's work. I've, I I think Trevor's one of the, one of the best because I just think there's a beauty and cleanliness to how he sculpts that I just I just find it's just unparalleled. Really, to be honest, I know there's amazing other great sculptors too, but I saw that. Co- I mean, I like. I saw. I thought your Conan hit the first one. I thought I was like. Okay, that's Conan. He's, he's there's something a little odd going there, but it's cool, and I would have bought it. So no worries there. But now that you've kind of improved it on, improved his, his torso and kind of pecs and and all this and his face as well, it's like it's amazing. I so I'm I'm super 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 psyched for this Conan lineup. So I'm all over these ones. I, whatever ones you release, I'm going to buy every single one, in as many different variations as you can put out. Speaking of which, actually, <laughs> so, well, and, and and speaking of that, so I mean, obviously you're gonna you you've you've got Conan. Uh, I'm hoping then you're gonna do maybe a Conan in his black and white war paint, 
as some sort yeah, of yeah. Oh, that, well, that, there's a picture of that. Yeah, that's been. Oh, there's actually a picture of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Uh, I saw it. Uh, is, is that going to be a limited release? I saw that you um, uh, showed a, a kind of war paint version. And I wasn't oh, sure oh you're, like. you're, you're, you might be talking about something spotted in a, in a picture from the shop. Um, we we uh, haven't actually shown off any um, war paint version, um, at uh, least in recent years. I think we might have shown something a few years ago, but um, we haven't shown anything for a, a, like a, we call it the thief version. But okay, um, yeah, we we haven't. Um, we haven't announced that yet. The, the idea is let's get the, you know, Conan the Barbarian in his, uh-huh. in his like classic, you know, uh, classic form out first, and then yeah. and then we'll see. And, and that's kind of the funny thing too is, is like as soon as we debuted the one six figures uh, for you know Grant and, and Raptor, uh, obviously people were like, well, where's Nedry or where's um, Ian Malcolm or <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we're 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 all like all high fiving each other at the office. I know, we I know. Finally got this done, and, and that's just gonna slightly take great, but we want more. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, people will always. I mean, I mean, I always think that you know, for, for you guys at the sharp end of putting this stuff out there, it must sometimes be quite disheartening because you know you announce something and it's kind of like, yeah, we finally got this thing together. There it is. We're we're happy enough now that everything's going to be good. We're going to showcase this thing. And the first thing everybody says is, what about this character? What about that one? What about that one? It's kind of like, well, hang on. Well, can't you just soak up this one for a little while and enjoy it, and then, <laughs> and then maybe buy it, and then when you bought it, we'll maybe decide to do some more. Yeah, we've only got so much money anyway. So people can need to, just need to chill out. We'll probably, we'll probably get the money. But can you um, can you tell us what what's 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 what you're gonna give? What are we gonna get with this particular Conan? And 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 a, have you got an idea of a price point and on what what Conan's gonna cost? I I don't want to talk about price point just yet okay. because uh, you know, I've seen time and time again sometimes people estimate things you know way in advance and then obviously fans hold you to that if you're yeah, you know off understood. a little bit. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it's probably gonna be you know competitively priced with what you see on the market yeah. kind of kind of leave it at that and and yeah um, yeah that's fine but I, I will say that you know conan we that's one of the earliest licenses we had as well we we did a quarter scale conan or king conan statue um, oh i, I love that thing i wanted it so our much first handful of products. so good yeah yeah and it, it's if you look at it online now it's um it's kind of one of those real products uh, too. Oh, yeah. one size was pretty it's low gone, it's gone crazy isn't it on the secondary market yeah, and then the, our big news right now is uh, kind of tying along with Conan too. Is we finally got uh, Tulsa Doom, Tulsa Doom out, out the door. So yes! um, that is a amazing statue as well, quarter scale. All right. And, cool. Um, does that? Uh, yeah. So would, would we're, James we're Earl Jones sign go... off on that one? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Would James Earl Jones sign off on that one, or is that a studio sign off on? That yeah, we, we this one did not come with his likeness. Um, ah. This uh, this one came with a helmet. Over ah, his face. right, okay, so, right, okay No, okay. Uh, no likeness was uh, required in that regard. So, oh, okay. um, I guess some actors but, are a little bit funny about that kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, sometimes. And yeah, one one thing I'd say though, you know, to, to your point, like, as far as Conan um, and like subsequent versions or anything like that, you know, we're we think that there's still a huge, huge response to Conan. Oh yeah, it, it shows again just from. Uh, from what we've been able to produce and what we see that's out there, but uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know we're we're looking to go pretty deep actually. Yes. Yeah. Line for Conan. I want my so, Valeria. I, I want I my Supertai Teeth Archer. <laughs> yeah, but I I, th- I think you know I think in, you know I'm a wizard, white, mind you. <laughs> no, I'm saying black and white. I think you've made you know obviously the right decision because you always going to lead with the main character, and the thing is that there are a lot of people out there that will collect. Schwarzenegger rather than Conan and they just want another Schwarzenegger figure in their collection so it's kind of like you know I think you know from that aspect obviously it's a no brainer but at the same time yeah I just hope for you guys and and, and Amons as well yes. that you know it just really snowballs everything. because uh, nobody likes anything less than having a few secondary figures on their you know 
You you, um, you want to bulk it out, though. You don't just want the main character. You're talking to a right. mad Conan fear, fan here, Robert. <laughs> I have in the corner here. I've got from from the original prop studios as well. By the way, I've got the Conan furry helmet with the the horns that he fights at the end of oh, battle. Nice. I've got the big axe he uses at the end of that battle. I've got the Atlantean sword and the father sword from the original sword makers of those movies as well. So I am a mad Conan fan. You know how silly a Conan fan I am? I even have those silly Hasbro figures from the early 90s. That's how big a Conan fan I am. I will buy anything Conan. So I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping, you don't have to answer to any of this, Robert. You can just like, you know, silently nod and no one can see you. Um, I want, here's what I want. So I want Conan, uh, as you have him, you know, in, in his standard gear, but I want him in his thief gear. As in not the not the the temple uh, orgy thief scene, the thief where he climbs the 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 big snake thing up the tower of Set or whatever it's called. That's the right. I want thief Conan. I want uh, also horseback Conan with that lovely amazing armor that he wore with that helmet as well. I, I really really love that when he goes on his kind of little quest on his own. He leaves he legs it on Valerian. He goes on his quest on his own. He's got this amazing armor on, and then of course then the the end final battle and then the the the, the painted scene. But I think you guys would be definitely missing something if you don't try to do the King Conan. That, as you've done it already, as a statue form, I think maybe that as a, one six. as a 1-6 figure would be kind of pretty awesome. And yeah. you could just make a throne for him as well, so we can don't have to have the statue now, because it's crazy grand money now, and we could have that instead, so you can have a, a throne and that figure. There you go. Well, I'll let you know, me personally, I, I love diorama pieces, so yeah. if there's any any way to do a diorama with a figure later, um, that would be a great one to do, but uh, so I'll... Oh, and, and, and you know... <laughs> if if you we could... get that far, so... if we end up doing that, I'll, I'll hold the flame for that, that throne myself, because I would love to see that um, as, as a Conan fan. And, and hey, uh, Jeff, uh, I, I think... Um, I think I should have drank an extra cup of coffee this morning. I completely forgot that, yeah, a few years ago, we did show off a war paint or, or thief version, uh, a war paint yeah. version of uh, Conan when we were showing our other prototypes. Yeah, I saw um, some pictures online somewhere because I know I sent them to Eamon as well because it was just kind of like, yeah, this this stuff's out there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was just a little bit before my time uh, before right. I joined the company. But um, yeah, we, we did show that. And you know, I will let you guys know that generally speaking, with, with few exceptions, it's, you know, it's kind of unusual for us to prototype something for, you know, which we don't have plans. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I think that, you know, I can, I can confirm to you guys that we'll definitely have some very limited editions coming for uh, uh-huh. some various six scale properties that honestly haven't been revealed to anyone outside of the company yet. Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. Domestic and international packages ship daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession.
Robert, I was just going to ask Eamon, are you saying that you don't actually want a Bridget Nielsen Red Sonia as well? I'd have a Bridget Nielsen Red Sonia, <laughs> sure. I'd have a Bridget Nielsen <laughs> You know, and, and, and her amazing know where acting that skills in that. stands right now. Um, I don't think that falls under the uh, Conan licensing no, partners. No, um, I think she's under right a different I'd, license. I'd, I'd have to see, but uh, no, that that would be interesting too. I mean, obviously, that all came out came out around the same time. And as a yeah. kid, yeah, I loved Red Sonia as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I can say at, at this time, we we don't have any plans for Red Sonia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, is anyone really kicking the door down for a Red Sonia figure, Bridget Nielsen Red Sonia figure at the moment, really? I should, I'm sure it's probably one or two, but yeah. I, won't, I won't be kicking her door down for that one. I'll like, I could live without the Red Sonia Bridget Nielsen figure, yeah. to be honest. But I, if you make one, it'll be a lovely figure because she'll be a tall, powerful lass, <laughs> and I'm down with that. So yay, and all that. But yeah. Yeah. that's one yeah. of those movies that even as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is a bit rubbish, isn't it? That kid's really annoying, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that kid ended up on a show with Buck Rogers as well, didn't he? I remember. Hey, I want, we, that, that's, that's a deep cut. Yeah, there was a TV show with. Um, the guy who played Buck Rogers and that kid where they were a cop and a kid going around and it was one of those, you know, the kid does karate and he's the cop and it's like, you know. Yeah, you like know. every show. Sidekicks, that's what that was. Was that what it called? What was it called? I'm pretty sure it was called Sidekicks. Yeah. Sidekicks, that yeah, was the one. Yeah, what's, uh, uh, what's the actor's name? God, what was the actress called uh, who played Buck Rogers? Again. Oh, Jill Gerrard. Jill Gerrard, that's it. Bingo, Jill Gerrard. All right, yeah. we're, we're going off on our topic again. So staying on the kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah. Bringing it, bringing it back to Chronicle, bringing it back to one six. Another thing, obviously, you showcased was the Vikings figures. Oh, Ragnarok! Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, just you know, let's hear your wax lyrical for a while. I mean, what was the fan reaction to it, and uh, you know, what was your? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say what was the decision to make it, but it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. But um, yeah, because obviously, I saw the the statues likewise with Jurassic Park. Before you've ventured into one six, you've already done statues, and again, they've sold out. They've done really well. Um, right. So. I would imagine that was a, a mitigating circumstance, if nothing else, as to why you would want to do it in one sixth. But um, but yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us more about it. Well, yeah, the the Vikings, the same kind of thing. We we showed off the one sixth a few years ago, and then we were able to do the the one night scale one night scale statues first, and that because that just kind of met more of our where we were as a company at that time and what we could you know produce just because just uh-huh. because you can produce a bust um you know six scale is a whole nother game mm. you have to really make sure that you you know develop your talent and make sure that yeah. uh you're able to produce what fans expectations are um so yeah you know we showed ragnar we also showed the owen grady from jurassic world uh, yeah. I think oh right yep. yeah 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 i've um, seen that but but if you look at the quality of those figures or those prototypes from back then just a few years ago they you know they really weren't ready for prime time. Mm, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, our company has been growing as, as, again, I mentioned earlier, this is, we're going into our sixth year now and our sixth year, and we've grown in both talent and experience for the past couple of years. So that when we show these figures again, they're going to look as good or better than what fans of, you know, six scale have, have come to expect. Yeah, so, yeah. so Jeff, really the answer to your question is that they're coming soon. And uh, when you see them, they're going to be so much more improved, about, you know, beyond what was teased a few years ago. And I think it's going to make people really happy. Um, it, yeah, the fan response to Vikings has been great. Um, the one night scale statue of King Ragnar, full disclosure, it took forever for us to get that out. But really, what happened yeah. was the factory that uh, we had worked with on that, uh, we just weren't uh, seeing eye to eye on on the counter samples that were coming back, and you know. We wanted to make sure we do it right because we know there is a huge fan base uh, oh, yeah. for Vikings. That's a great show. In fact, show. I, I had an individual uh, email me the other day, um, <laughs> say, or he, he messaged me the other day saying that there are thousands of fans of Brazil. We need your Vikings uh, collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, bring it on. 
Well, another thing about that is I think that there's a little bit in the collector that that kind of says to himself, if this is the only version I'm ever going to get of a thing, I'm going to get it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. So, you know, I've bought figures in the past, one, six figures. A few years ago, somebody brought out a figure of Dan Dare, an old, you know, it's a, based on a comic book character from the UK, which was really last popular in the kind of like 50s and 60s, even before my time, but I remembered it with fondness. But I thought, nobody else is going to do this. I need to have it. But as you say, I think that people are getting more and more sophisticated and discerning these days in one, six in particular. Um, but yeah, it must it must be kind of to guys like you not disheartening because it's always interesting to hear fan feedback. But it's there's a cacophony, isn't there, of people who always think everything needs to be better. Um, and there comes a point I always think with any kind of like creative process where I'm not going to say anything's good enough, but it's kind of like just accept. You know, even the biggest companies on the planet, Sideshow Hot Toys, they get it from their fans all the time about little tiny tweaks oh, and how yeah. things don't up and and it's it's to the point where you just think for god's sake guys just there's a little part of thinks be grateful that somebody's actually made this mm, bloody thing exactly it exists yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you can now buy it yeah, yeah. absolutely jeff I'm, I'm glad you said that not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I didn't uh, want to put you on the on, on the spotlight but yeah they as i say because i've been you know i've been if i'm honest i've been collecting all my life since i had action man or as you call it gi joe but i suppose really kind of like you know seriously over the last 25 almost 30 years you know i've been getting into the more high end and really sort of collectible stuff and to the point where obviously i have a very understanding wife most of the time and a and a house that has a lot of stuff displayed but a lot of stuff that's also in storage with rafters groaning upstairs in the loft um because i never know when to stop but yeah it's it's kind of like in those years that i've seen this this <laughs> honestly it's like that last scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark you know where they go into the depot it's like that up there even I don't know where half the stuff is but um but no it's it's, 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 it's I've, I've seen this this hobby this thing change in its form so much over the last sort of let's say 15 years to be just to be kind of like kind and the quality that we were getting 15 years ago to the quality we're getting today is unimaginable you oh, know yeah. we we were literally right. getting toys 15 years ago. Now we are getting little pieces of art. Um, and that is that is the big difference. And I think that, you know, the fact that people are obviously spending a lot more money on it, but also they are just a lot more, I'm not going to say discerning, maybe just a little bit more grumpy about exactly what they expect. Well, I, I, I think a good counter to that is the fact that, you know, companies show you the process a little bit. So I think once people know the process and how much effort goes into these things, yeah. You know, uh, especially especially something like a one six figure. You know, it's obviously your regular action figures. You know, they cost a packet to put out as well because you got to have molds for each individual body part and all this kind of thing. But with 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 these figures, are such a kind of um, you can't quite mass. You know, it, there's it, there's no while there's a factory line with these kinds of figures, it's not quite the same thing as a factory line full of Star Wars figures we saw back in the seventies and eighties kind of thing. So there's a lot of hands on. Um, tactile people actually have to touch these things properly to get prepared and you know full well that the last person to touch this fig- the figure that you had was in the box was the person putting that hat on and putting the wrapping around it and things like that and I think when people are exposed to more of and I, th- I, and, and I, w- I would say that maybe to, to even the Chronicles well I think one thing to kind of counter just to keep people at bay is to A keep them constantly updated but B show them the process let people so that you know, this shit's hard this stuff yeah, is yeah, hard yeah. You know? I, and I'm really glad you mentioned that. Uh, we're going to start doing a better job of being able to show behind-the-scenes footage. Like when cool. we first started, that's kind of where we had to start because we didn't we didn't have two products out yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was like let's just show the development of this. And and we're gonna. I'm glad to say that uh, in the coming months, we're going to get back to that and start, you know, working with our licensors to be able to show more of the behind the behind the scenes stuff. Because sometimes you work on stuff and and, and the licensor hasn't seen it yet or hasn't approved it. And you got to wait, and uh, maybe they don't like you know 
that particular shot to make it out to the world. And so we're, we're going to yeah, try to yeah. work hard to, to make sure that, you know, we, we be as, or that we are as transparent as we can be uh, going forward for, for showing some of these things and also trying to explain why sometimes a product gets delayed. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to your point, Jeff, about, um, you know, how people are, are, you know, sometimes critical about things. I mean, people obviously can get critical and, when things are delayed, I understand that. But I think that what you're seeing sometimes is that you have people that are new to this hobby uh-huh. or they start out, they just collect, say they just collect bust and, and they're, they're following us. They get our newsletter or something and they see, Hey, they're making a one six scale figure. Well, I never thought about getting one of those, but that looks dang cool. I'm going to mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. And so, and the, but then they're like, well, why is it, you know, why is this figure $250 or something? And, and they, uh-huh. and if they're coming from the Hasbro world, Makes yeah. total sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This, yeah. you know, I can get this figure on the shelf, or I can get a, a toy on the shelf for you know twenty bucks, and and why? And you've got to you've got to kind of you know educate people that, you know, if you're coming into one six scale, this is a this is an established community. You know, that takes a lot of work and tailoring, um, and, and painting and, and and crafting just to be able to get these figures produced to look like miniature versions of the actors or absolutely, or the absolutely, and when- and uh, well into that as well. Just like people coming into this that necessarily are kind of new to collecting is is that i think that those delays too people just don't understand sometimes that you know when you're uh, working with with overseas suppliers and factories and things like that there there can be delays and uh things don't turn out right and we'd much rather deliver a product late than yeah. deliver something that just doesn't meet you know the fan expectations at all yeah and i think i think we all you know in the one sixth world we all know you know there are people you know no disrespect but you know at, at the pinnacle because purely because they've been doing it for years so they've sorted their factories out they've sorted the painters mm. out and even they you know you look at hot toys and people are still waiting you know a year 18 months for figures from you know from them being announced it happens and uh, and you look at the smaller companies who are coming into this arena um you know companies like big chief who are you know they've been established for years now but they've still got some really good licenses they're doing doctor who and bond etc and Flash again Gordon. they have a Yay. Flash Gordon, yeah and they have a really good relationship with their fans or they seem to online um and i think that's what it's all about it's communication isn't it it's just about making people understand that you are you are in a very difficult process of of product you know uh, quality control and putting a product out that you're proud of and making sure that everybody gets the product in their hand that they they paid for you see it with the four um, horsemen like you see with yeah, the, four, yeah. the four horsemen have a thing you know we all their figures are like a kickstarter we all kind of backed it it's kind of a nice community thing but if the four horsemen are ever late they will just email us sorry guys we got this and they'll just they'll just go through it's kind of like you know like they do now on British Rail uh, Jeff you know or, or on the buses here on the British Transport amazing British Transportation System public transportation system where they just love telling you ah oh, tree fell on the uh, railway tracks and uh, the people are lifting it are uh, pretty pretty drunk right now but they'll get it out the way soon enough and uh, we just want to let you know that uh, this is the problem and I think yeah. well, <laughs> it doesn't work maybe on the train but I think for figures of like I just see with the four horsemen people respond well to how the four horsemen communicate with, with fans and they yeah, yeah. listen the factory's been delayed here this is happening here Hong Kong is happening moments that's throwing everything back for instance at the moment for I think a lot yeah. of releases at the moment I yeah. think I mean oh god those poor people in Hong Kong so, uh, but and I, th- I think that that's playing a, a factor as well. And there's so many other extenuating circumstances. A ship can be laid. Yeah. You know, it can be held up in customs a little bit longer than anticipated for various reasons. Who else? You there's know, there's a massive typhoon in Japan at the moment. Again, you know, shipping lanes are going to be slowed down. It's it's a million and one reasons. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the end of the day, some of your fanboys out there don't really want to hear it. They just want their product on their doorstep three weeks ago. But yeah. anyway, yeah, and that, you know. Whatever. Whatever. And, and something I always try to, to, to tell you. So I'm, you know, I started in this in this business coming in as a collector myself, and I, I can tell you that 
yeah, there are delays for things, but it, it's one of those those situations where you can complain about the delays, but when you actually have it in hand, whoever it's talks done. about yeah, the oh, delay, delays are gone. No one mentions oh. delay once they get their figures in their hand, dude. That is always oh. the way. It's like, oh, I'm delighted I had this. So we had to wait like two years for an Iron Man Mark Forty. One, the one from Iron Man three, the, the kind of reverse yeah. colors, or the gold, the more gold one from Iron Man three. That one was delayed for ages, and we were moaning and moaning one. But then when we got, it, was like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you just you <laughs> yeah. just lose it when you get your item. And I think just keeping keeping fans abreast of the process, I think it's is always good. But back to um, back to Vikings. Are you guys gonna go pretty deep into Vikings, or do you have a maybe? Are you just gonna see see how it goes with Ragnar? Because off the top of my head, I mean. Ragnar is number one, and oh, if you don't do Lagertha, just you gotta just do Lagertha just because it's Lagertha because she's awesome. Well, I, yeah, I think you'll you'll see more. Uh, you, it, of course, you know, be dependent on fan response when we get the first piece out mm-hmm. there. But you know, right now we have the one night scale statues for Fla- uh, yeah. Floki and Lagertha um, up for pre order right now, and those, by the way, will ship a heck of a lot sooner <laughs> than, yeah. than Ragnar did. You got a Floki we, statue? Where can I say this is Floki statue? Floki and Lagertha statue. They're on the website. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they're on the website. Yeah, I've got oh, a look at them. Hold on, So there's, there's, yeah, so you, at least on the one-night scale side, we've shown that we're, oh, there, we're yeah. willing to do other figures, so we will, if if the response is good, then I, I think you can you can bet on oh, yeah, uh, seeing more characters coming in the one-six scale line as well. Yeah, and it's a it's a weird thing. And again, I'm sure that you know your uh, your research, you know, demographic and everything is going to kind of like bear this out as you move forward with your sales. But it's one of those weird things in one six that I found over well, different from statues, is that um, not always the case. This is a broad sweeping brush statement, but statues of women sell very well. Yay! One six one six style figures of women don't sell quite so well. And I wonder if sometimes there's a little bit of a mentality. I mean, I have no problem. With that. I, I'm not going to say they're equal because they don't release as many. But um, there is that little bit of that dolly aspect, that Barbie aspect, I think, in some <laughs> collective mind of having a doll of a woman. Whereas a statue, being all kind of sexy and posed, uh, pardon my French, is kind of like a different thing. I mean, yeah. is that something you've yeah. come across with your? Well, obviously, you haven't gone into the one six female figures yet, but it's something I've noticed in uh, in one six sales. I don't know, man. You look at those Viking figures, man, and people are snapping those things up because they got the massive, you know, bazingas. Well, this bazooms. is exactly what I mean. Hey, you got a bazooms some, there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a different specialist market. Some of that stuff. I don't know. It is. It is. No, I, I, I kind of, I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I, I think it greatly depends. I mean, look, people, every, everyone wants. The latest Black Widow figure, everyone from Endgame. So, I think I think it just great. I think it kind of greatly depends. I mean, and Jen Erso got snapped up, Jeff, and you know all those Princess Leia figures yeah. get snapped up as well. So I think I think it greatly depends, you know, on on, yeah. on, on the figure. I think you know I I think I think it, I see what you're saying, but I think I think we're growing past that stage now. I mean, I was one of those kids that felt really guilty so. getting my Tila figure. You know, I I was yeah. like I can't get it. The guys in school are going to take the gonna gonna absolutely rip me for having a Tila figure. <laughs> you know, it's bad enough I got this half naked barbarian dude, but then I get a, this woman figures like oh but nowadays female figures like my favorite now so I'll you know if, if a yeah. good Hasbro if Hasbro make a good female figure like an Angela or something like that I'll buy it because I like a beautiful looking figure on this and uh, speaking of beautiful things like la- so I'm hoping then that you guys are going to do this this same sort of blue Lagertha outfit for her figure as well and Floki as well Flo Flo I think Floki Lagertha Ragnar and Bjorn I think they're the four you have to I mean maybe Rollo but then Papa. huh didn't you just say the names of Abba? <laughs> Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're making yes. well six Abba fans? Sorry. Yes, <laughs> All right. Um, well, Abba doesn't flip and 
passing yeah, that was Livy Newton John. God, geek fail air aiming. No, but no, it's I think Floki, Lagertha, Ragnar, and and Bjorn definitely got to be the, the the four big ones to do. Maybe surely. I mean, those are, I know there is Rollo, but Rollo kind of slightly leaves the scene a little bit. You know, the the characters we do see tend to see the most of is actually it's actually Floki and Lagertha and Bjorn probably we see more because obviously Ragnar kind of leaves after a time as well, kind of a thing. So, but uh, and any can you expand on anything on, on there, Robert, about that? any of the kind of looks that we're seeing here on these statues, maybe making it into the figure form, or is that you can't comment on that yet? Maybe I there's probably a good chance that you'll see uh, similar designs um, yeah, if. Good. Like the well, I'll 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 reserve judgment or I'll, I'll reserve uh, any further comments on that just because you know we haven't shown off what the the final version of uh, a Ragnar or, or a yeah. Vikings figure will look like, but yeah. there's a good chance that yeah we'll probably adopt uh, some of the designs we've already put that out there in statue form. Excellent. Yeah. And may, may I suggest that you give Lagertha two head sculpts and you give her a painted mad painted face as well. Give her the, the, oh, that'd be cool! Like, that'd yeah, be cool. Her <laughs> She's like, oh, Lagertha is all kinds of awesome. So she is. It's probably one of the most awesome lasses on TV. I think is Lagertha. She's amazing. I think she would have made a great Shira. Yeah, but she might be a little bit. She's, I know she's in her late thirties now, and stuff like that. She might be, might be a little too, uh, too older for Shira. But I, to, to take, uh, what's her name? What's actress's name? Catherine oh. Winnix is my lovely ally uh, there. Yeah. Catherine Winnix. She's. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved her as Shira, man. I think she's an amazing looking woman. So she is. But there you go. Well, I, 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 I digress. I, well, I do. I do like the idea of a of like a like two head sculpts uh, mm -hmm. being on there. That might, that could be like a, a good exclusive, and that's something that yeah. too. I'm really proud to say that we did for you know putting this one six out um, direct or when we released the uh, pre-orders just a couple weeks ago is mm -hmm. that we introduced uh, exclusives from Chronicle. So if people order directly from our website at uh, chroniclecollectibles.com, they can get, yeah. for instance, like with uh, with Grant comes out with a um, exclusive for the uh, swap out hand holding the raptor claw. Oh, Oh, cool. So, so uh, you guys, can you guys ship to England, UK? With, if we order from your website too, will you guys be? We 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 ship we ship worldwide. Excellent, awesome. Brilliant. Okay, good, 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 good. Another quick question. Obviously, you know now that you are doing one six, um, I've just got a question about you know your base body because obviously this is a uh, a classic thing amongst collectors. Uh, you know the quality of the posability of the double joints, the lack of some go for a more buff look, so you can have the shirt open. Um, have you? You know, I just wondered what your process was in working on the base body. Whether you have different ones, or whether you're using some off the shelf, or whether you're going for a completely new design. We are using, and I'll have to double check with uh, Dean Tolliver on this, but I'm pretty sure we're using a new design uh, uh -huh. for this. Um, pretty sure, but um, I'll, I'll say, don't quote me exactly on that. Uh -huh. I'll have to go oh, back and, and check. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a challenge, like you said, because yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, we want like a, a seamless body, and and that's, uh -huh. but those look good for you know Naked temporary or for a year or two, and then I. I, yeah, from personal experience, I've seen it. Like it, it they just yeah. they, they they fall apart, and you you want to produce something that people will be proud to keep in their collection for you know twenty yeah, thirty years or whatever, and not something that they look yeah. back and they're like, oh crap, I bought that. It looked great when I got it, and it's absolutely. And between you and me, I'm a collector of action figures. I don't care whether you call them one six statues, whatever you know, whatever you want to call them, they're action figures. They're poseable, and I, yeah, I do love the look of some of these seamless figures. But at the end of the day, I don't mind the you know seeing a little bit of nah, under. Doesn't bother me. It's all about the fact that it's an action figure, and you know, but it's beautifully crafted. It's got amazing lightness. It's well tailored. It's the fact that you can then pose it and put it in whatever position you want. You know, 
that, that's the thing for me. But yeah, no, I mean, each, I, each their own. oh no, I I love it too. I mean, I I, I really love yeah. it too. I mean, but it, there's not also. I mean, you know, I mean, one of the finest seamless bodies I saw. But you couldn't do anything with him. Was Commando? You know, the Hot Toys Commando. You couldn't do anything with that uh, Commando figure. Yeah. You could do nothing. Well, it looked well, amazing it, with his shark, re- but there was nothing yeah, you could I do. Mean, I remember when I first got hold of the uh, Leonidas, the 300 from Hot Toys, oh, which yeah, is their yeah, very yeah. first foray into like a seamless body. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by it. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I haven't had it on display. It's been in storage for a long time. Mine's you know, I've, I've always got this idea of the man cave that's going to happen, but hopefully it will one day. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping that body stood up. But it's, it's like you said. It has. I, it has. It has. See, I wouldn't mind even if it had had visible articulation, as long as it's well done. Exactly. Not, yeah, no, it, 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 it really is. I don't think, yeah, I, don't, I would never put a rubber stamp by anything. Oh, I'm only going to go for that or this or this. It is yeah. about the end of, at the end of the day. At, 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 uh, it is about at the end of the day what these figures look like on your shelf. Kind and, of thing. And, and, like, and like you were just saying, longevity. You know, if you're investing a lot of money in this thing, you pretty much want it. You want it to last forever. You I mean, do. you know, as long as you live, right. you want to hand it on to your kids or whatever you want to do. Sell it on at some point. You don't want some crumbling pile of kind of plastic and no, rubber man, I'm after silicon dis- in a box. I'm after discovering my my enter bay Terminator Two battle damaged. Is is his oh, jacket? Yeah. His leather? His pleather? Because the first edition they did had leather. The second edition they did had pleather and the pleather is just starting to crumble away now and I'm seeing some nightmares people are having some nightmares now with their pleathery jackets and, well, and stuff like that I've got, I've got the first quarter skull and it was leather yeah so have I so and it is leather yeah. but yeah that's that's it but it's, it's it, I love the battle damage one it's like my favourite thing but I sprayed some stuff on there and things like that and things so yeah I mean how um do you guys do invest investing into um, um, it's a really this is a really silly question now Robert but this just bear with me a second now do you guys um experiment with the feel of your plastics and things like that is there like a, a standard like when you said okay how fl- let's focus squarely on the hands for instance uh like did, did you guys kind of go for a, like a soft plastic did you have much back and forth to try and get the right kind of plastic consistency i'm just fascinated by plastic ever since i was a kid because i always used to feel a mattel toy and it felt as you know the he-man plastic felt a certain way and then i'd feel a hasbro toy and it felt different and it felt a certain way and i was like always just fascinated by uh, consistency in plastics and stuff like that, especially when, and and now with with the because you know you do get some of the, like especially some of the more knockoff one six figures have got like really kind of harder plastics because that tends to be cheaper and stuff like that. what was was there a, did you guys have to work out your own cocktail of plastic as it were that's a silly question I realize <laughs> that, that sounds like you've got almost some kind of fetish guy I have there. a fetish for plastic <laughs> Jeff anyway well, I... sorry. You know, like, like what I was talking about earlier, it's just, you know, we wanted to make sure we did this right. And so, yes, we have a lot of time doing research to try and make sure that uh, we, we get something that is, is collector's grade um, that'll hold up and that, that, that'll feel that'll feel right. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I credit also our, our production director, uh, Jared Chapman, and also Travis Watkins for for trying to to run that down and, and get the research done. And then our own Dean Tolliver and, and House Sculptor. Uh, he's a big one six uh, collector as oh, well, yeah, and yeah. so we're 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 going to make sure that yeah these are these figures are competitive on the marketplace Good. and that's, that's that are player. are something that you'd be proud to own. Cool, yeah. cool. Because cool. you know you you know what I'm saying. Like like I say one of the examples that we got that it just felt horrible was I got like an Oblivion Tom Cruise knockoff figure and it just felt horrible you know and yeah. some of the other companies that I've got figures that I fully licensed I won't name names but some of the other 
companies that are making figures, I, I, I just don't like some of them how they feel. And some of them then aren't producing great figures, but I love how they feel. I think people can maybe join the dots and figure out who I'm kind of talking about there and stuff. But there's a few companies out there just, I, 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 I love how certain things feel. So I'm, that's what I'm, 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 I'm like dying to, I'm dying to feel this grant here is what I'm saying. I'm dying to see how he, how he, just, Stop you, with the fetish already. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm saying. Jeffrey's, Jeff, Jeffrey's making it sorted. You guys know. I probably, I probably would say, sound like a little, little anal on this, but I most of the time when I'm handling stuff, when I'm trying to pose statues, figures, whatever, I, I just throw on some like latex gloves and put them on because I'm, oh, I'm well, just so afraid is... of like having like greasy fingers and you know making smudges on the figures and stuff like that. So you mean you don't use your needles and then play with your fingers? My God! What's that? I'm sorry. No, I said that we got two people with a fetish out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Robert no, no. puts on his gloves, man. <laughs> you don't. You just feel a black. No, I, I get down and dirty. That's what you, I mean. you know. It's like it's like they say when you get like a new car delivered. It's a, the white white glove treatment. Indeed. So it is. I, I figure uh, for yeah. for the collectability and durability, I, I just try and take care of my stuff. So. <laughs> what? To, one of the things I'm really anal about is books as well, because I collect a lot of books, first editions, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. And when I'm reading, you know, I never break a spine. I'm really careful how I read them. And likewise, I don't have to wear gloves but i will actually have a piece of tissue paper next to me so that when i'm turning the leaves i'm not putting any grease or acid or oil on the on the on the leaves and it's yeah, yeah it's just one of those things that yeah if you're anal about something if you love something you don't want to destroy it yeah yeah, yeah there you go right okay well we better get on let's because we're coming up to an early an hour run now so we better get cracking on with the questions right then quickly then robert i have another one uh we oh you have another one go ahead jeff yeah, I have another one so i mean there were a few that there were a few that we could still cover but it was kind of like one of those things where obviously you're at the sharp end now working in a company that is putting stuff out there and all the time you have to be thinking about obviously that dirty word of making a profit and the fact that everything is to do with money so but if you were just to take that hat off for a minute and just throw it away and just think about from you from your childhood from whatever it is if there was one license that you could see some figures made from just for you what would it be well, you know, speaking as a company, there's obviously having so many people that are, that are fans of film and, and, you know, media and games. And well, there's several licenses we'd like to work with. And I'll cryptically say that uh, many of those are looking like they may happen well, uh, no. in the near term. But uh, me personally, like speaking of something very obscure that I would love to see, but I, I will, this will never happen. Um, but, well, I should say never, ne never say never. But never this say is never. a pretty obscure. Never film. say never. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't be from us for sure, but I would love to see something from Life Force. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cost. weird because I, I, I used to many many moons ago back in the eighties, I used to work for a, uh, a graphic design company, and we did all the video promotion stuff for that when it came out. No way. Yeah, yeah, no, we did the posters. Yeah, that must have been a terrible job looking at that pretty face all day long. That one must have been awful. Oh, yeah, no, guy. We had a lot of we had a lot of very good quality photos, but no, that that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's a real blast in the past for me because that's just I literally haven't thought about that film in years. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's kind of obscure. I I, I can say uh, one time I met Quentin Tarantino years ago, and my one question to him was like, "Hey, have you ever seen Life Force?" He goes, "Oh, I love that movie." Yeah, so. <laughs> Lots of um, people like that movie. Yeah, I think it's so why lots of people like that movie. There's something about a space chick vampire that runs space around. Space vampires, you can't. Go yeah, there's wrong. something about appealing yeah. about that. I have no idea why. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I don't think you could ever do her as a as a figure. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, Matilda May would allow that character <laughs> to be produced in the way we we know her from the film. Yeah. Oh, I don't but, know. Uh, We've got more adult audiences these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah possible. But 
But yeah, again, that's that's just me speaking. And again, it's kind of an obscure movie. I'm sure some of your listeners out right now are probably getting on IMDb like, what the heck is Life Force? I mean, you gotta watch it. Uh, I mean, that, as, as a kid role. growing up, that was my introduction to the UK. I mean, y'all fought space vampires and talked about NATO. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I even remember designing the logo because we had this kind of like, you know, like the uh, the readout line on a, you know, when, when you're in hospital. The blips. That was the thing that came off of the. Uh, That's the right. Yeah, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Was Wait, that you that guys then who did that, that artwork? That was you. God, all those years ago. All yeah. these years looking at something, and then you like end up having a podcast with the dude who actually did it. <laughs> that's mm. mental. That's really interesting, Jeff. Maybe we should just have just an interview with you and talk about you for a little while. It was. Just, I never knew that. Different... That's quite cool. That's got no life force. I think Barbarella would be one of mine. I've always wanted a Barbarella figure. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool, actually. For me, it's with Neil and I, which is oh. you know niche. If I could have Marwood, Withnall, uh, I'd probably want Danny the purveyor of rare herbs and Uncle Monty as well. But those four, I'd be very happy. My boys, my boys. Are you familiar what? with uh, Withnall and I, Robert? Uh, with Barbarella? No, with Withnall and I. It's, uh, it's, 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 I think it's a more British thing. I do know quite a few Yanks that love it, but um, mostly well, it's you British. You need to see it. I, 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 the, the title's not coming through. I'm not understanding. Yeah. I'm sorry. Withnall and I. The, one of the characters, is the main character is called Withnall. His nail is Withnall, is in his W-H-I-T-H-N-A-I-L and Richard the other, e. Grant and, yeah. and the other it's played by Richard E. Grant and the other character is played by the guy who played the Doctor Who movie guy uh, Paul oh, McGann yeah. yeah Paul McGann and um, he, his name is actually Marwood although it's never mentioned it's in never the actually mentioned his name is Marwood but he's, he's the and I and it's just about these two yeah. British out of work actors at the end of the 60s Trying yeah. to uh, survive, and it, you you have to see it. It's just one it, of the greatest. It's probably the most quotable British movie of all time. Yes, yes. yes. The other place. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, you've actually caught me at a loss. Yeah, I, you gotta I, see it, dude. You gotta I, I see thought it. I knew, like you know, I, I thought I knew a little bit about British culture and and uh, films and TV, Falsy Towers, you know, yeah. but. Um, I yeah I I've never heard of this one. I'll have to add it to my queue. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna I think you're gonna really enjoy it. If you if you kind of like the kind of uh, wise crackiness of certain English Englishes, I'm Irish and I absolutely love with Neil and I just absolutely just the language of dialogue. It's one of those ones that's just it's an endless re. It's like Spinal Tap, endlessly better the more you yeah, watch it. Exactly. It's uh, like Spinal I, I, Tap in that it just keeps kind of getting better and better and better. You skip and see more and more things to laugh at. Yeah, that's one of those. Right, but we we better actually better crack on now. So right, yeah. we're coming to the end of our questions here. Now we've already uh, we've had a couple of questions about the Mandalorian. Home. We've kind of covered that. Uh, any more kind of uh, collaborations? Um, well, like that, that, that's an EFX thing, isn't it? I suppose. But do you yourself? Well, go. Sorry. Yeah, I mean the the collaboration was. I mean this year at San Diego Comic Con, it's no surprise we actually or no secret we actually shared space with EFX. Yes, you at, guys uh, did. What an amazing yeah, boost yeah. you had too, man. Jeez. So yeah, so we're hoping that the uh, Mandalorian helmet continues to do well. And if it does, we hope to continue the current relationship uh, as long as we can. Excellent. And I mean, the effects, I mean, they make some great products. And we honestly is no brainer. We love the Star Wars universe. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So we're uh, we're proud to be involved. Now You've, you've, you've actually yeah. been attending San Diego Comic-Con for several years now and stuff like that. So as an exhibitor, how has that involved for you and, and indeed other conventions? How has the, the convention circuit been for you uh, over, over recent years? Have you seen it evolving or changing or any dynamics that you'd like to share with us? That, that's an interesting question. I mean, we've, we've been fortunate to be able to exhibit at San Diego Comic-Con uh, since our inception. Uh, yeah. We were there with um, Toonami for the, the first mm-hmm. few years uh, out, out at uh, Comic-Con. And last year we did New York Comic-Con for the first time. We, we, were, we weren't at New York Comic-Con this year. We hope to be back next year. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of interesting, that dichotomy of the differences between the New York Comic-Con and San Diego and, and that New York 
came off as being more oriented towards comic books. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and kind of like a little more relaxed environment. And San Diego, yeah. of course, has become has you know morphed into this monolith that you're. It's almost rare to see a comic book at mm-hmm. uh, San Diego yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's it's you go there more just for the pop culture stuff. But I, I doubt they ever change the name just because you you've got that name, you you own it, you run with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's I I love San Diego Comic Con just for the fact that as a collector myself, I'm getting to see what you know what's coming, what's coming soon, what's being debuted. I, I love that that aspect of it, and I, I love the uh, the studios that are trying to advertise new franchises or new series, you know, that really go all out with these experiences. Wow. Don't uh, they? (laughs) It's insane. Yeah. It's something else. And you know, there's, there's something to be said. It's in the last few years, you don't even really need a ticket for a San Diego comic con to enjoy about 80% of it because it's all off site anyway, with all these pop-ups that, uh, that they have. But yeah, that's, that's the trend is that San Diego is really kind of morphed into more pop culture, more collectibles. And and, uh, that's great for us. But it, it is it is difficult at the same regard as as, as far as getting space out at uh, San Diego Comic Con because you almost have to wait for someone to get your own booth. You almost have to get wait for someone to retire. Yeah, right, yeah. okay, because that's high high end real estate real estate right there, isn't it? San Diego Comic Con, and you, you, you your 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 presence is always quite significant, though. I mean, the last San Diego Comic Con, now I met you out there, wasn't I? Did I, I met you? It was twenty? Was it twenty seventeen? Oh, last twenty seventeen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, wait, uh, twenty. Um... Yeah, no, it was 2017. Sorry, my, my brain's like, yeah, 2017. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. About two years ago. So there you go. It's, yeah. it's just, I mean, I've been going to San Diego Comic Con since 2006, every other year. And it's just grown into a monster now. I mean, you used to get a hotel. Yeah. You used to be able to get a, do you know the very first, my very first San Diego Comic Con? I stayed in the Marriott right next door to it. That's how it was in 2006. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've got to get a bus for like an hour to get in. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, it's weird. I mean, many years ago, I was invited by a company to go over there and talk about, you know, reviewing and stuff, and it didn't happen. And it was kind of one of those things where I wish I had at the time because, I, you know, it does seem to have become an uncontrollable behemoth of a thing now. It is. Um, and it's kind of like I, I think the whole PR, you know, you know, angle of it is, is fine. Um, but it's like you said, it's funny that my background or the, the company I work for is is in experiential kind of like a theme park kind of stuff and. That seems to be taking over a little bit. On they say it's all on the on the peripheries and the exterior. I mean, if you um, look at it in one angle, it is it is quite obscene the amount of marketing that goes on at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. It is like you are. It is it is a it is sensory overload at times, and it's it can be quite just exhausting your eyes just looking at stuff. But it's a one week where people just go absolutely yeah. nuts, and I I I, I love. I love the vibe. I love the... the yeah, I, and it's I, the closest love... thing geeks have got to Glastonbury, really, exactly. isn't it? It is the closest thing yeah. to Glastonbury, it is indeed. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and we're talking about an entire modern city of San Diego being completely consumed by yeah. geeks. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's impressive. And, and San Diego is such a lovely city as well. You know, it's such yeah. it's, it's, it's got it such lovely waterfront, and the, the whole convention center is beautiful. Cause you can yeah. go back to the water and look at the yachts if, if you and you can find a quiet space in San Diego Comic Con as well. I dare say you probably couldn't find a quiet space in New York somehow. Um, if you know, yeah, it's a little, little harder, <laughs> little, 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 little harder, yeah. little harder. But how was San Diego for you guys this year at Chronicle? Because you, 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 sorry, you, you said you didn't go to New York this year. But how did you find San Diego this year? Was it good? San Diego was was a great show. I wasn't there personally this year at the show, but we had the, obviously the debut of the one six uh, figures again. And yeah. but but this time, of course, followed up with a pre order. <laughs> Very yeah. proud of that. And then we had we showed off the Act One from the real Ghostbusters because we're doing a line of uh, yes, nice skill statues. Oh, they, 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 awesome. they look really sweet. They look really cool. Yeah, love those. Love yeah. the Ghostbusters. 
So that was that was great to to show that off. And then uh, the Mosasaurus statue from Jurassic World. A oh, lot of people was, asking yeah. for that. I, I know we started off this uh, this talk about you know what sells better, old stuff or the new stuff. But there's still there's still a big fan base for the new stuff. And it's funny, yeah. like anytime a new movie debuts, that's the first thing you start. You know, I, I run uh, social media and uh, for for the company, and that's one of the first things I see, kind of the front lines of, of what fans are talking about. And as soon as there's a, there's a new franchise film that comes out, people are like, "Hey, you need to make this character, or make this character." Yeah. And, and yeah. Mosasaurus has been one of those that we've gotten repeated requests for. Yeah. And, uh, we're glad to do something with that. Well, to me, from even from the trailers and then seeing the films, I think that you know, obviously from the originals, the Velociraptors and the T Rex and the classic, but yeah, the Mosasaurus in the new films, just because of its size and the fact that you are, you know, CGI has come on so much more, and the fact that they can do it underwater now, it just yeah, it was a really cool scene. So it's a no-brainer. It was slightly awkward, slightly awkward, and I'll understand if you want to be as vague as you like, and Robert. But what happens with a license that turns out to be a bit of a dud, like Terminator Genesis? Genesis, um, even. I, I like I like calling it Genesis. <laughs> Whatever. Well, 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 actually, uh, that license for us uh, was was pretty good. Actually, that really? was one of the earliest uh, big licenses uh, for a new film that had come out. And I'm proud to say that in the next uh, few weeks, you will see our first products debuting for the new film, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh yes, some dark so, face. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm trepidatious, but cautiously optimistic. I've got everything crossed. <laughs> I've got everything crossed. But you're right, so, so that, that, that's very interesting that you said that, Robert. So the Gen- Gen- Genesis stuff actually sold well. Mind you, the product that you put out was pretty pretty awesome, really, because you had that lovely Arnie bust, and then you had the, the endoskeleton bust, and that's yeah. kind of, it's kind of, even if you're not a fan of that particular movie, they're, they're still pretty awesome-looking Terminator collectibles. Yeah. Yeah, I, and we kind of, we kind of, uh, we, I think we did it right as far as like at least the half scale bust from that because mm-hmm. we did the battle damaged uh, 1984 Arnold, which was great because you know you could allow us to to kind of touch back to the original film in a way, but in, in a new way because yeah. obviously it was damaged uh, differently. And then we were able to produce a clean version of him um, after. And then yeah, in the next uh, few months we'll have out finally the uh, endoskeleton um, half scale bust uh, from that film. And uh, going back to the the quarter scale statue of uh, Arnold that you talked about, uh, we got feedback from on Schwarzenegger or his, his representatives, and he said that that was one of the best looking pieces he's ever seen. Oh, so we wow. were really happy. Excellent. To hear that. Well, the likeness is oh, amazing. That's fantastic. On, on this yeah. absolutely amazing likeness on this one, so it is. Right then, Jeff. Any more questions before we let Robert go away? Uh, no, I think we're pretty much all done. I well, think we've we got, uh, we've covered all the stuff we were going to talk about. Though, there, if you want to ask him that one, what's his? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So again, this was just a personal one. Like earlier when I was talking about, you know, if you had your uh, uh, any license you could visit. It, again, it's it, you know, your house is on fire. Forget your friends and family. They're all they're, <laughs> they're all going to be okay. They're, they're all them. safe. They're all safe. What's the one collectible you grab? You know, what's the, what's the favorite? I. I I'm going to say something, and, and it won't really be something that you would expect. Um, but it's just because it has like a lot of personal meaning to me. But I'm a huge fan of Terminator 2. I am the world's biggest Terminator 2 fan. My mom took me to see it nine times when it came out in 1999. Wow, nine times um, this guy. Hang on, Terminator after 2. the film being good, that is one hell of a nine good mom you've got there. Oh, I saw yeah. it twice. Oh, the first I saw it twice in the cinema, Terminator 2. So, yeah, so I have a ton of Terminator and Terminator 2 related uh, collectibles, Terminator Genesis. Uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm a huge Terminator fan. And there's this one piece that I bought at a, a 
a comic book convention they used to call mini cons in dallas oh and, and by the way i don't think we mentioned that but we're a uh, dallas-based company we're actually in irving texas but dallas is the, the major city right. uh, we're one of the one of the few companies doing something cool in texas besides mondo <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah i was at this this comic book convention in dallas and this guy that used to sell uh tapes of you know foreign films and all this um he had a as small, I'd say it's like three inches long by maybe an uh, inch and a half tall, um, T2. It just said T2 on it. And this is before the film even came out. And it's it's like a bright, polished uh, metal, and it's beautiful looking. And I, I bought it for – my mom bought it for me for like 25 bucks. It was, you know, I was a little kid at the time. What is this? What um, is this? What is this? 25 that's, that's quite a lot of money even then isn't it that's yeah well he his story quid. was and i've never been able to confirm this and this is the reason it's the most meaningful collectible to me because i thought i'd lost it for many years my, my when i moved out and uh you know started started you know started going to college and moving out uh-huh. the world uh my mom thought she'd thrown it away by accident and then i was home a couple of years ago and found it again like in a box somewhere and i was just yeah. through the moon because I, I put up feelers online like trying to describe this thing to people and even on like uh, i think it was like terminator files that that fan board website oh, I know it. yeah i know it. no no one had ever heard of this and they're like i've never heard of this particular collectible but the the guy that sold it to me said that it was given to theater managers before the film came out this is a promo item uh, but it, it, it's like a paperweight, essentially. Um, the, the backside of it is, is not really like a polished metal or anything. It's kind of rough. But the front of it is just super smooth and, you know, sort of reminiscent of the liquid metal of the T-1000 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that I – that's what I would grab, honestly, if there was a fire. Well, that's cool. That's I cool. thought I'd lost it for many years and then, you know, just discovered it again in a box and – that was a glorious day, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, no. Oh, That's would you, a great story. Oh, would your yeah. uh, uh, that item be Jeff that you'd be grabbing? Me? Yeah. Oh my God! Do you know what? It's not going to be a collectible. I would grab. I've, I've got first editions of the first three Winnie the Pooh books. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would probably grab those. Oh well, yeah. Okay, well, we have yeah, but those are. Actually... I mean, they're, 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 I'm looking around the room. There's but those so are actually much... important to society. Shit, those things. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, all. they. I'd, I'd I'd have to take those. Oh wow! Okay, thank you. Thank you. Oh wow! Geez. That that's that's a pretty good choice, there, Jeffrey. So if anybody out there wants to send me uh, when we were very very young first edition, so I've got all four. Well, that'd be crap. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got the house at Pooh Corner, Winnie the Pooh, and uh, when we were six. Uh, I think mine probably would be well, be one of two things. It'd be my original. I don't know if how familiar you guys are with. Maybe Rob might be slightly more familiar with the original packaging artwork for the Masters of the Universe Battle Cat. All right. It's, it's mm, the original. Okay, yeah. It's the original pencil art drawing for that that was given to me by the artist many years ago when I became friends with him and stuff like that. So it's probably probably that because that's that's the one piece of art that made me become an artist in the first place. You see. So I was kind of like, it's the Stereotos boxes and stuff. I've said this many times, Stereotos boxes, and used to always want to paint and draw them. So I probably, I'd probably grab that, or actually my Atlantean Conan sword. So I'd probably grab that. Oh, nice. I still think Robert wins, because his was the most personal. It was, very personal, very, very personal. Very, very, yeah, very personal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, well it's, just, it's just funny, you mentioned the word collectible, you think that there's more than one out there, and maybe at that time there were, but for whatever reason, you know, I've just never seen another one of these out there. So. Yeah. Is there anything else now, Rob, do you like to to say to our listeners and stuff like that about all well, when when uh, our, our grant will be out uh, uh, next year, the end of next year, a little bit. By end of next year is what we're aiming for. Yeah, the, the end, the, the end of next year. So what we'll hopefully do is maybe get you on again a little bit because obviously it'll be between here and there we'll have another San Diego Comic Con as well so maybe maybe around the time this figure comes out we might kind of get you on again and have a little bit of discussion and stuff like that so with a figure like this now so I guess it's kind of hard to I, again 
if you don't want to answer this question, by all means, don't. So, when do, when do you send this, put, when do you place the order with the factory? Because it's like, I, I work for all different companies, and I, I, I see one, sometime I'll do a figure for Diamond, and they'll have that figure out in like six, six to nine months. Like some of the Marvel figures that I did. Like, they, they I design them, and like within about nine months, they're on the shelf. I'm like, oh, wow, you know? And right. then other ones then, like if I'll, I'll do something for Mezco, and that'll take like two years to come out and stuff. So it, 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 and it, obviously it varies from company to company because obviously diamonds don't have the material, so they're able to kind of bang things up a bit quicker. But what's the why is that timeline so long? Just getting the factory the tooling um, and getting the factory up to speed, and then of course um, after they get their first go at it, you know, produce that first counter sample. Uh, it's got to be sent back here. We've got to take a look at it. And then you know make comments. Maybe the studio has comments. Nice. Um, yeah. And then it goes back. So there, there's a bit of back and forth. But I mean, generally speaking, yeah. You, you look at our payment plans on our site, and they, they go anywhere from like three months up to ten months. I think even a couple, even for some items, go up to twelve months. Mm-hmm. And we try and space that as best we can to kind of coincide when the item is going to ship. It yeah. doesn't always work out, but uh, you know, generally ten to twelve months after we introduce a pre-order, you're going to see the product in, in hand. And we, we've had some misses, obviously, that not not hit that deadline. Um, but we, we've also hit uh, we've also hit the mark on, on several things too. And it's funny that we don't see people you know praising us for that. We only <laughs> they only praise us. For nobody the notices that, when you do something. Nope, yeah, us. nobody notices when you do something right. Yeah, yeah. it's always but, uh, yeah. And so it's, you know, it's about, yeah, lead time of like 10 to 12 months is when you start seeing it in hand is, I think, the, the best. Uh, oh, right. The okay. best so, 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 so you, as it stands right now, well, where, where is the, the, the grand figure now? Is, is that, is, you have, are, you, are you going to get then, say, like in maybe a couple of months' time, the, the, the first sample that the factory have made or the first kind of pass at it? So, with, forgive my ignorance, I'm working in the toy industry and I'm, some, I'm just a designer, guys. So I'm, I'm always asking my bosses and clients, can I learn more? And I never want to pester them. So, you're on here, so I'm going to pester you a little bit, if you don't mind. But, <laughs> and by all means, say no. Um, but, like, so the, the, the figure you, the figures is, is what, all right, what are we seeing here in these photographs? For uh, the photographs are the the uh, revised prototype, the current prototype that we have. That's the revised prototype. Where is that prototype now? Uh, it's at our shop right now. It's at the shop, and right it, now. it will be sent off to to the factory um, for them to to be able to to take a look at right. and design uh, going forward. But one uh, one nice thing is like for statues, we're able to to do things you know digitally, obviously mm-hmm. digital sculpting and whatnot, and you can actually send the file to yes, the factory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little makes that a little easier. But for this, you, you need to get the figured out to the yeah, factory yeah, yeah, for yeah. them to take a look at. So you'd send um, them on this hard hard the, 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 this final time, which is, of course was sent made made by the factory in the. So who made this? Uh, who made Grant? Like the, the, the prototype, the, the actual the, prototype. Well our, well, our team did. I mean, we've got uh, uh, paint fabrication. We've got right. uh, Jonathan Wallach, Alex Alva, um, Dean Tolliver, um, Ernie Arietta, Sean Dabbs, uh, working on uh, a lot of our projects uh, that come up. Right. Okay. So they they will sit there and they'll 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 make the tailoring. They'll get choose the body or make the body and all the rest of this stuff. And and then. Once that's you, you then that gets sent off then to the licensiers like or in this case Universal. Uh, for... A lot of times you don't necessarily send the physical product; you just send photos, um, so yeah. you can see. Right, Not always, okay. but, but most of the time. And then, and um, and so then after that, then once you get your approval, it's like, okay, cool, we can make this now. And then you you'll, you'll uh, start promoting it first, which is what we have here. And then this particular prototype here that we're photographing, you're going to send this off then to to China then for the actual process of them and they're literally going to hold the thing that you that you guys have made in studio take it apart and dissect it themselves at which point then they're going to start maybe making bits 
and thing and getting your approval would, would, would that be correct right right gotcha okay and no it's just i'm just honest to god i would love to see everything like on each thing from start to finish because as, as a designer myself i, I literally am just fascinated to see the, the process from start to finish and just to kind of to have a little kind of just a bdi and because yeah, again i, I find I it think... fascinating and if people knew more about this kind of stuff as well i think just as i said earlier i think people would uh, appreciate things like delays and imperfections yeah. a little bit more or whatever well, the thing is, yeah. The thing is, I don't think. That, well, to a degree, no disrespect to any of the, the stuff that goes on. A lot of the collectors just don't care. You know, there are some that do. There are some that are in it for the long haul that are dedicated and they want to know more about it. But the majority of people have just paid their money and they want their thing on their table. Um, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's a really different. And the other thing, obviously, Eamon, is like, um, you know, depending on whether you're doing a six-inch plastic figure or an eight-inch plastic figure or a ten-inch, pla- you know, figure with fabric dress or a twelve-inch. Fa- figure with fabric clothing you know all those different factors put so many weeks of process work into mm. the end product you know whether it's you know if, if it's like you were saying if you're designing something in 3d on a mac and you send the files to somebody and they print it out then you just need to quality control that they're actually manufacturing it okay mm. but yeah if you've got all those different layers of like uh of fabric dressing and paint apps and all that kind of stuff it's i feel for you guys because i think it's an absolute nightmare well, you it's know, just like control, literally just just like, just the last couple of weeks thing. In the last couple of weeks, I've put uh, I've put my first one sixth mixed media figure to bed. I can't oh, tell yeah. you for who or anything like that, but it's for, it's for yeah. a, a well known uh, well well known license and well known company, and, and it's 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 a mixed media figure, just like all these things as yeah. well. And it's my first one for this guy, and it's, it's grand, it's delighted, great character, and all this. But I'm legit, and I, I'm always afraid about hassling my client because you don't want to hassle your client because you're just happy to get work from them. But I'm yeah. this is why I'm this great to have someone like Rob because I can literally badger Rob now and, and ask him what's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't let him, him badger you, Rob. Just tell him. Yeah, yeah. And and just find out because I'm I'm fascinated to know how long because I I I've designed this guy now and I, we probably won't see yeah. him until maybe even a prototype made up until next year San Diego Comic Con. I'd imagine, if at all. Yeah. I don't know. It's just what's one of those things. Well, but the... well, hopefully by San Diego Comic Con next year we'll actually have some um, early production samples to show off. You know that that would be the hope anyway. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, that'd, that'd be great. So, so. Yeah, we would get get a couple of ads, ads maybe samples from the factory or whatever. Yeah, because I, I think that would be good, goodwill for the community too, just to show that okay, hey, we showed a cool prototype, and then here's what it's looking like right now from the factory. Um, and, and like I said, going forward in the next few months and, and beyond, that, that's the plan is to be able to get more kind of behind the scenes photos. Um, there's a challenge, obviously, with factories. Yeah, they're uh, a bit secret of our day. Yeah. yeah, well, because they're they're not, you know, that might, might be working on other projects that don't involve us that they don't yeah. want to disclose, and and then you're relying on maybe someone on the shop floor taking a photo for you, and you know, maybe they don't have the the uh, artistic eye for taking a great photo and you know you get it and they're like oh this is not the best way yeah, to show this product so, yeah of course it's so there's, there's yeah, a challenge yeah. in that but we're, we're going to try and overcome as much as we can and, and definitely for in-house stuff like as things are getting prototyped or painted um we're, we're going to try and show more of that because we, we get a good fan reaction from that as well anytime we've shown yeah. something behind the scenes and i as a fan speaking i, I love seeing that too so. oh i love it man that's what i love if you follow ramir and then all these other guys on, on instagram and stuff like that and you see their painting and their process and stuff. I find it fascinating, and you see some of these dudes are doing these lovely speed videos, are actually sculpting a head right there in yeah, front yeah, of you yeah. as well. It's like it's a little ball of clay, and ah, it's absolutely stunning. But um, yeah, but it's funny actually hearing Robert mention Sean Dabbs as well. I mean, that's a name that's come back 
to me so many times over the years. Mm. I'm pretty sure back in the day, I used to work for Product Enterprises, the people I talked about earlier, oh, English yeah. company who used to do the, uh, they had some of the, oh God, what was it? I said, um, Thunderbirds? Uh, yeah, and the, yeah, Jerry Anderson. Jerry Anderson and, stuff? Yeah, and I think he might have worked on the Avengers, or the original Avengers TV show, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And the but, Avengers. And the yeah, and it's a weird, it's weird how I think, you know, when you get to know this world, and you were, you know, just a review of oh, it. Oh, the same heads crop up, man. Yeah, how incestuous it is, yeah, how many yeah, yeah. people keep cropping up, because, you know, well, if you're good at a thing, you're going to keep cropping up. Yep. Well, and I think that, you know, some of the names I've mentioned and, and some of the names that you'll see associated in the future with some of our projects are definitely going to be familiar in the six-scale communities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much talent in that world, and we're, we're excited to bring that up to our lineup. I mean, it's taken us, again, years to kind of get to where we need to be to, to be able to do this, and you know, yeah. you know, making sure that we bring in a stable of artists that are gifted in digital sculpting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only like portrait specialists for likenesses, you know, so Alan Grant looks like you'd expect, but mm-hmm. also yep. mechanical. So mechanical bits look absolutely. Hard yeah, you need guys that have got a different ways of thinking for each little different thing because obviously a tailor yeah. is going to think differently than a head sculptor. A head sculptor might sure. t- think differently than a guy who works with anatomy more and things like that. I think sure. so. and, and we have a, we have a paint team too. I'm proud to say that has really grown over the years. I mean, yeah. We've got specialists in human skin tones and dinosaur patterning, mechanical weathering. I mean, pretty much anything that. Oh yeah, yeah, paint yeah. Are, now, are you so. guys all in a studio together, or are you kind of like you've just farm stuff out like individually? Uh, I, I actually sit away from the studio, and uh, we have um, other folks that we obviously have an in-house team that's there day to day, and then for depending on the project, we'll have some things farmed out because you know we live in a digital world now where yeah. you can do these sorts of things. Yeah, you don't absolutely. Because everyone's on site all the time, so yeah, that's fascinating. No, really, 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 again, honestly, Rob, I could pick your brain for ages on this stuff, so I yeah. could. But we better let you go because we've we crumped to an hour and a half. That's a full ninety minutes there now, kids. So I think that's a some ninety minutes of love, lovely chronicle loving right there. And again, guys, go onto the chronicle dot chronicles. God almighty. <laughs> chronicle collectibles dot com. There you go. Yeah. And uh, you can pre-order the. Uh, the the grant and the two pack uh, and the exclusive they're all pre- radio pre- as well as the Mandalorian as well as the Ghostbusters and that lovely NCC Enterprise N seven O one D oh yes there's some cool stuff oh and I to tell you what one of the ones that I really regret passing up on I looked at it at the time was the um, oh god what was it called it was the uh, Sid Mead original blaster. blaster from Blade Runner. Um, and that was one that I, at the time I, I ummed, I ahed, I didn't have the money. I was just kind of like, oh, that is such a cool thing. But um, yeah, that was a lovely piece. Well, Jeff, if you're still interested in that, that uh, that is one of the pieces that we're still working on. It's been delayed for a while, but we're oh, trying really? to get it right. Um, I will say that if we get a cancellation, you can email our customer service okay. and um, yeah. just tell tell Heather I, I told you to do that. Well, anyone okay. can do that, even listening. But yeah. email our customer service through our website and just tell them that you'd like to get on the wait list in case yeah. we get a cancellation. Cool. And that's Thanks. that's always a possibility. And okay. um, that that even happened for someone recently with one of our long sold out. Um, one-to-one raptor busts from the oh, original really? Jurassic Park. Wow. I, I thought they were all gone, but but one one reappeared in the shop, and, and so I, can't, I think a payment plan had been can- – someone had been paying this payment plan forever, and they canceled, and we couldn't contact them anymore, and oh, wow. what do you do? So, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's all, there's always hope. There's always um, a chance. Get on it, Jeff. Get on it. Yeah, all you have, all yeah. you have to do is ask. So, yep. There's, there's really. that. It's been... And, and Eamon, uh, one other thing I'd, I'd like to put out for people that are kind of new to us is that through our site, we do have a newsletter you can sign up for. Yes, well. I was about to say that, actually. Yeah, you can sign oh, up, to, up to that one. Yeah, on, on, on the blog on, on the blog link there, you can sign up to that, and uh, you get your Chronicle newsletters. Uh, the October one's currently out, and it's all about the Mandalorian helmet and your um, girl from um, the, uh, the girl with the machine gun. I don't know that video game. 
What's the video? Oh, uh, Tyrene Calypso. The Borderlands glass. The Borderlands, yeah. the, the, the sassy Borderlands glass. And indeed, that big, huge dinosaur that's eating the shark. That's swimming around there as well. So that's it's the, <laughs> and, and, and your barbasol. And, and we're, we're, we're reconfiguring our newsletter too. We're kind of re, reimagining it. It's going to actually start having exclusive content in it. Like for a long time, we've talked about trying to get exclusive content in it. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're fans are going to see a, a revised newsletter that will be exclusive for people that sign up for it. So it's, it's worth doing. Excellent, excellent. Oh. And, 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 and just as a fan of, of, of figures in general, we're very excited to see a, a company like yourselves like dipping their toes. You, you guys have been producing always impressive for quite a while. Granted, yeah. some of it I can never afford, but you know, it's, it's impressive stuff nonetheless. And it's just nice to see a company that has a mark of quality getting into an, an, an arena like, like one-sixth. And, and your first figure here out the door, it's, 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 it's a great-looking figure, so I'm just really excited, and fingers crossed and everything, that it'll all go nice and smoothly, and maybe in about a year's time we can be talking about the actual figure in hand and all the rest of it. But uh, Rob, Rob Davis from Chronicle Collectibles, thank you so much indeed for coming on. Um, is there anywhere people can find you on Instagram or Twitter? Absolutely. They can find us at Chronicle LLC on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find us at Chronicle Collectibles and our social media presence on YouTube can be found through Chronicle Collectibles. We're not as active on there, but we hope to be in, in, in the near future. And we're even looking at setting up accounts on LinkedIn and also on Twitch. So we're, we're out there, we're active. And you can find us in all sorts of ways, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or, or whatever your, your, your poison is. So please uh, reach out to us if you like what we're doing or have some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Excellent. Jeffrey, where can, the good, where can our good listeners find you? Oh, well, I'm, 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 I have a very low impact on uh, on We know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm on Facebook, but you, even then you'd have to look for me because I've got a, an avatar that looks like Andy Warhol. There you go. So, um, yeah. I'll find, find him on there. You'll always find him at link, links to me and commenting on my thread as well. So I'm Eamon at eamonart.com. So email me in any questions. And you can find me on Instagram as well. I post figures and all those little bits and bobs I'll be working on as well. So it's just Eamon Odenu on Instagram. And then Eamon underscore on Twitter. And just find me on there. Hit me up with any questions. And indeed, any questions you have here from Rob, I can forward on as well. And things like that as well. But again, chronicallectibles.com. Some great stuff on there, guys. Go check it out. And uh, we'll be back again in a few weeks' time with, uh, with a regular review episode will be normal and we'll have Mike back with us as well sadly Mike couldn't join us today you know he's got family and all the rest of that stuff inconsiderate he is <laughs> but uh, thank you very much listeners for joining us any with any high end collectible please do handle yourself a care out there it's a scary world out there I saw a joker last night the world is very scary it turns out <laughs> good night folks good night lads yeah, say, good say, night. say good night lads good night, thanks a lot there you go thanks, thanks for coming on cheers there you go cool